0: And then finally, Nico Chakaris. This boy is going to be a star. He's also a part of the greatest handshake in Earthquakes history. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, oh, yeah, well, I don't remember. All right, my- glad yeah. to see you. Bay Area, stand up and let's be heard. This that has been created by the people, for the people. No more sitting in the everything and anything San Jose are related this is Aftershock. Almost San Jose. Ah, so close. So close once again. Welcome, everyone, back to the Aftershock podcast. I want to start by addressing, I don't know what everyone's talking about on Twitter. Oh, we're so bad. Oh, we're so... Are you watching the games, or are you just looking at the score? Are you even looking at the stat line, and now everyone's going to say zero shots on target. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just rewatched the game. I was at the game live as well. And both times we played really well. And on the rewatch, I thought we played really, really well. And I think a game like this shows that we're not one of the worst teams in the league. We're not a Cincinnati. We're not an inner Miami. We actually have some promise to us. It's just trying to get it firing in all cylinders. And again, my biggest complaint so far has been not being able to get that final product, something in the final third, still no goals from open play. If, uh, if we don't really count the Cade Cal one, but but with that being said, we're slowly moving up the pitch. We're slowly starting to move more. We're moving the ball side to side. We're looking to attack. We're getting creative. It's just when we get to that final third, we're kind of crossing it. And it seems we found a, sort of found a formula for today. The first thing I have in my nose for today is, it, while it hasn't really been a complaint of mine, I know it's been a complaint of everyone's. But I guess after today, it really shows it does work. Uh, everyone was in their positions. We had center backs at center backs, center mids at center mid, attacking mids at attacking mid, wingers on the wing, strikers up top, and a goalkeeper in goal. Uh, crazy how that works. But I, I mean, we even saw Jackson you'll go back for a little bit, but we were so high pressed, it didn't really matter at that point. I haven't personally had the biggest problem of it, I just don't think it's been the most effective. But as we can see, Beeson and Calvo probably should be starting. My concern is they both look exhausted and beat up after the game. And that first Wednesday to Thursday game we have, or first game where we don't have a big break, even then I don't, I don't know how we're going to hold up. So figuring that out is going to be another task for us. But I thought props to Almeida. He listened to the haters, I guess, or he ignored them. Or I don't even know what he did, but he, I like the lineup we had out today, even though Tommy Thompson wasn't in it. I think it was great. Now something that I have been a giant, it's been a giant critique of mine, something I have been a hater on that Matias fixed today and I thought was a big reason for why we did so well, is we went to a zonal marking system. So instead of following your man across the pitch super hard, as soon as someone enters your zone, then your man marking him. But if he's not in your zone, you pass him on to someone else. I think this really helped us on defense. Look at the two goals that we conceded. First one, Tanner Beeson is high up the pitch because he had to go step to someone else, and he decided to step for a little bit longer. Jackson you should have dropped all the way, but he was staying in his zone, so then it was exposed then. But then again, that's kind of like the man-marking system we had. Tanner Beeson was super high up the pitch if we just stayed in our zones. Now, I don't blame Tanner for this. Like, he had to go step, and then Jackson should have dropped. But Jackson was also in a weird position, but... The other goal was a penalty, which was the softest thing. And after talking to Jackson after the game, he said it was a combination of holding the jersey, obstruction, and falling while doing a tackle from behind. Still extremely soft, if you ask me. Probably shouldn't have been a penalty. I, would, I mean, obviously I would have been happy if it was called for us, but obviously furious that it was called against us. But with that being said, transition defense, that was the only thing that really caught us out this game. I feel like they were or just falling asleep. One uh, chance I could think of was there was a cross. Paul Marie was ball watching, runner in behind. Ethan Finley volleys it, goes over the net. Other than that, uh, I think they had one breakaway at the end of the first half. Marcos Lopez, who had a phenomenal game, by the way, but played a backwards ball. And then just, I think Calvar or Beeson weren't expecting it. Uh, Austin jump onto it 1v1. JT comes to the rescue once again. Of course, Super JT. And other than that, they just broke through a couple of times, but that's going to happen in a game. I thought this was a really good showing, especially against a team that I saw tear apart Seattle, even though I mean it was only a 1-1 game, but it had shots and possession and high press against them. I thought we did really well. I think playing over the top ball was phenomenal for us. I think that really helped because we weren't just constantly doing it. We were switching the play. And I think Montero was a humongous part of that coming in, his movement off the ball, churning while attacking. And his, actually, to be fair, uh, young Grey Goosh, and Yule were both phenomenal at it too, but I think Montero was the biggest and best at it, switching the play, looking for that wide open player, really unlocked Espinoza today. I think we saw the Espinoza of old today. Obviously didn't get the finishing product, but they had so many in the number, and we'll get to that later, but getting to... Look for that certain ball over the top. Even from the back, I saw Calvo lay off quite a few, especially to j who would lay off balls to Espinoza, but then there was a sea of green in there and we weren't able to get it. It was incredible. It was really great to see. We we're playing good soccer. It's just when we get to that final third, it's crosses only, and that's where I'm starting to get frustrated. Is If you watch back the game, there's at least four or five times we could have played a negative ball to the top of the 18. Wide open Grey Goosh, wide open Yule, wide open Monten- or Montero. It was very frustrating. I can only name one time we played a negative ball. I think we can all think of it. Tommy Thompson runs down the byline, plays a negative ball to Jakaris. Jakaris whips it into Buddha. Buddha gets fouled, penalty, goal. Super effective. I want to see us breaking through the lines, and maybe Chofis would be a little bit better at that. And that brings me to my next point. What are we going to do when Chofis is back? Because I think Montero is phenomenal. How are we going to fit all these key players on to here. I think they both offer something different. I think Chofis is better, better in the final third for us. I think he's a little bit more attacking, looking for goals. We saw it a ton last season. Maybe we put him out on the wing, but then we lose Cade Cal's pace, or we lose Espinoza's work rate, or then we don't have Benji's threat. It's a good problem to have, but figuring out what it is, I think Montero offers us more in the sense of defense and work rate for um, so it's it's really tough trying to figure that whole balancing thing out. And if we put one of them at center mid, we probably don't have as much stability. We don't have a role player at that point. We're playing too much like FIFA. We're trying to get all our best 11 in. And then we might move Yule back, which we see hasn't been working for us. So it's a good problem to have again, but trying to figure out how to deal with that. It's honestly a problem I wish we had in the back line. I think the midfield balance was great again today. I think it was good... Again, balance, we weren't just playing FIFA with the All-Stars, right? Everyone on there at once trying to force something to happen. We had people in their roles, and it really helped us. The only time I would have liked to see Remedy or Yudson was maybe when Calvo or Beeson were stepping up. Uh, The tracking back from Yule, obviously, we saw in the goal wasn't great, and then Grey Goosh was a little slow, and a couple through balls got conceded because of that. But overall, I thought it was great. I think what we need to work on, obviously goals. uh, Well, we talked about that financing. that's a Matias's, he's got to figure that out. I don't have a direct answer for that. I think the biggest thing we got to work on now is uh, Calvo and Beeson's communication. Nothing is reported to start training on 426. That is his first day back in training. So he's got to get fitness back. I was going to start getting minute. It's going to be a while. You never know if there's setbacks. He's going to be a while. Shea Salinas just reported that there's a little bit of setback, so he doesn't want to put a timetable on anymore. But he'll be back when he's 100. He's fit, but he is getting older. So it might be a while till we see Shea again. Nothing. It's going to be a while. It doesn't look like Oscar Ascarin is getting any time. So it is going to be Beeson and Calvo, who are both looking like they're limping and sore after every game, which I mean every player is, but especially them. But my biggest gripe with them so far is the communication on holding the line. They were really good in organized moments, but in transition moments. Actually, I want to give them one more positive. Great at communicating with each other, yelling at players, organizing things. Stepping was great. However, when they step, defense not collapsing a little bit or having someone cover. And then on transition defense, what's happening is they're so hyper-focused on the ball because I think they play a very similar style. That one will be keeping someone on side. One won't be watching a runner that's coming in behind the other. That's the only time the communication gets a little bit poor for me, and they need to work on it. But that's just a partnership, and hopefully they can look at game film and hopefully they can work on that. And maybe that's something Nothing brought. And then the other could relax a little bit. Nothing was very aggressive and he would go forward so he could do that. And the other would sit back a little bit. And maybe that was the partnership we were looking for. But now Beeson and Calvo, maybe they play too similar of a style, but I think it will work. I think they just need to get some more time together. And I think that's where we really exposed. And that's what we really need to work on for the games moving forward. I want to give another shout to Montero. Absolutely incredible, phenomenal work rate, great movement off the ball, great passing, great movement on the ball, great defensive work rate. Yes, he messes up here and there. We all do, but I love having him on the team and I just wish there was a way we could have him and Chofis at that like up top position and also keep our wide players while having a striker. We just, if we could just play with 12 players, I think we'd be golden on the game on Saturday. I was there and I thought Cade was a little poor, after re-watching it, I'd like to apologize. I thought he was actually very effective for us. He was trying to take players on, and the problem was he was getting double and triple teamed. I think they were really trying to negate him from doing anything, and it, I don't want to say it worked to an extent because he did get a goal and he did create chances for us, but I think if he had just been one-on-one or two-on-one, even though Nick Lima was on him and Pacey, I think K would have lit up the place. He could have got two or three. Speaking of two or three, Calvo, he could have had a hat trick especially at the end of the game. That's obviously the biggest one. That's the heartbreak if you just wait a second. That's such a hard thing, and he wasn't expecting and He's a center back. I'm not expecting him to know how to strike the ball perfectly. You could have argued j could have passed to him, but then he could have been offside. There's so many things that could have gone. He say, she say, whatever. It it sucks. It didn't happen, and he was dev- – what? this is going <laughs> to sound really sadistic, but uh, I actually loved after the game – Calvo usually is one of the first out, and he's always shaking hands and really happy to see everyone. After the game on uh, Saturday, he had his hood up. He was still one of the first out, had his hood up, had his mask out. He started to walk by. He kind of looked like he just wanted to go, but he started to look at the fans, and one fan recognized him, yelled Calvo. And as soon as he did, he took off his hood, and they, he literally went around and just said, Hey to everyone. What that says to me, is he cares to be here he wants to be here and he feels like he let the fans down today and that he really is sad about that that he was embarrassed to see it's not like he was gonna yell that or this or that or he's too good for us it shows that he really feels like he let some people he cared about down but once we showed him some love he was there for it and that's something i love to have in a squad member absolutely love calvo here he'll never see this but calvo we love to have you man yeah the first half was great with the, the defensive pressure that we were putting on with zonal. I think the second half we started to make a change which I guess cost us the penalty even though it shouldn't have been a penalty where I saw the wing backs start to start a little bit higher and uh, the two center mids would fill in the gap between the center backs and the wing backs. I saw Manchester United do it a few times under Ole it was, uh, I, th- I think it worked. I think it helped us get a little bit higher, but then it exposed us a little on defense. We changed it up a little bit. Then we started to get momentum and didn't see it as much. Uh, but yeah, I, I think Matias deserves applause. applaud this game. Everyone's critiquing him, and he deserves his credit where credit is due. He came out with a good lineup. They played excellent. It was a world-class first goal, the best goal of that guy's career for sure, or at least up there right. Anyone would have loved to score that. That's an incredible goal. And the second one was a soft penalty. Other than that, I mean each team's going to get some few chances here and there, but it was a great overall. I didn't see anything lacking. And then he made some halftime changes and then it moved us forward a little bit, brought us momentum, and he brought subs on early. And he they were good subs. Let's start with Buddha. This kid's a star already. Creative. I think I saw the stat was 10 goals and 14 assists and 39 starts for Stanford. That is an incredible stat line, especially the assist. You don't get many goals in college. So that is, that's very shocking to me. That was, that was incredible. He was taking players one-on-one. He was being creative, but not just in the final third, early on, creating was of this. Played a phenomenal ball to j which just was, weren't able to get much from him, but that was incredible. Uh, Montero actually played another great ball to um, j as well. I, I think both of them just, Got a great eye for the threaded ball, which is what we need in the final third. I think that's how we'll get more chances for Jaybo moving forward. The next sub was I want to save Nico for last. It was Tommy Thompson. Absolutely electric getting forward, got to be creative, was a part of the first goal, and like the build up to it. You got to see more build up play. It looked like he was playing a little safer today, willing to play back. I wish he would take a little more chances because I think he has the ability to do it. I'm willing to have him mess up, but super calm in the ball and then his defensive awareness was is improved so much if you watch it in the games when he's tracking back he's checking his head he's watching the late runners he's not letting anyone come in late his communication is great as always you could just see him yelling and pointing at people so I think he's as much as I'd love to see him starting I think Paul Marie is doing great but I think he's been great as a sub I'd love to see him start once again I think it really helps especially if you give him time with Espinosa those two really linked up in their first two seasons together so that would be really interesting. And then finally, Nico Chakaris. This boy is going to be a star. He's also a part of the greatest handshake in Earthquakes history. But, uh, yeah, I don't know how I fumbled that bag so bad. Um, his movement off the ball, I get he's young and he's excited, and he's only playing a few minutes, so he's probably going to move more. But his awareness of space and just looking for – how we're going to move forward and how I can help the game, even if it's out of my position is incredible. And then he played some great balls. He had one where he did a little side foot pass uh, across the box, just was, wasn't able to get there for j He had he has a rocket of a left foot. We saw it with the cross. We saw it with one shot early on. He looks aggressive. He's looking excited. He's looking more confident with this game time. I think he's going to be a great, great play for us. He's another attacking mid. but I, And I, I like him more up the pitch. And I think attacking mid is a better position for him. But I don't think he's getting ahead of Montero or trophies. But I, he could also slot in for center mid for us. He's not afraid to, even though he's not the biggest guy, he's not afraid to get in there. Absolutely incredible. I think Buddha is a star already. I think we need to unleash him a little bit more or maybe give Haji some time. He, he reminds me of Haji a lot. They're very similar style. I think Buddha's impressed me more, maybe because he's got more game time. But Nico, man, he's, he's raw. He's got talent. He's got vision. He's going to be a player. He's 16 years old. He's 16 years old. He's playing in front of 10,000 people and he just got his driver's license. Think about that. That's incredible what he's doing already. Jaybo, i i like what i saw from today checking it was great we got him more involved and he was taking shots and i think we can see if we get him going he actually is very productive he got very little today and made a lot with it he got the shot that went to tommy that then went to calvo that then went over the bar sadly but he was getting into positions we were playing him over the top played a negative ball to christian took extra touch austin collapsed which again like I think that's credit to Austin and their great defense and their great system. They're playing credit to Josh Wolf and the organization over there for whatever they've been doing. But it's been incredible uh, watching them. But, yeah, J-Bo was great, brought it down, brought it to Christian. We saw the one I just mentioned earlier. He was making runs and behind. We were playing long balls to him. And I heard uh, they were talking a lot about – learning to communicate with each other or practice. That was the big focus this week, learning each other's signals, learning when to make the runs, learning how to have that nonverbal communication. Again, would have loved that in preseason, blah, 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 blah. New team is going to take time. It is what it is. I thought this was the best best game he's had so far because it's the most chances. It's the only time he's really had chances so far. So – Loved what I saw from j Bo. We need to get him firing more. And I think a lot of that is not just crossing the ball to him. Play that negative ball on top of the 18. Again, I know I've already said it. Please watch for the negative ball. If you rewatch the game so many times, Greg Ush was open on top of the box or someone else, or look at the Jakaras assist to the penalty call. We need to play more direct. And I think Chofis offers that, but then Montero offers other things. So, again, it's Matias figuring out how to put all the pieces of the puzzle together. Our first game question of the day comes from P.K. Sanyu asking – well, I'll be covering the USA when it comes to the World Cup. I have some plans for the World Cup, not just for the USA, I kind of want to follow everyone, but I have to see what my college situation's like and what my living situation's like. But as of now, yes, me and a few other people have discussed a few possibilities for the World Cup coming up this fall. Laura 408 then asked, are we relying too much on Calvo? That's a great question, honestly, a really good observation. Uh, my initial thought was yes, but then the more I thought about it, if you have someone who's good at a set piece, why not have it? You have Grey Goose who can put it in. You have Hermity who's good at good, get it, good at getting fouls. And then Calvo who's good at putting it away. And we saw last game he had three opportunities. Unfortunately, none of them went in. And then defensively, I mean, he's, I mean, Beeson's there as well, but one of our few center backs left. Uh, I don't think we're relying on him too much. I think we're just utilizing him to his strength, and I think we should try doing that with everyone. I feel like we're trying to rely on J-Bo too much because every time we just send it down the lane, Send it down the wing and cross it to him. I think I'm relying too much on a language that I clearly don't speak well enough.